is the Stagger Podcast. Welcome into the Stagger Podcast. What is up? I am JD Smith. And relaxing with the Dr. Pepper final podcast of the year. I'm Derek Smith. How you guys doing? Yeah, I think everybody hopefully is chilling out and relaxing. Hopefully you had a good Christmas and you had a good holiday. Uh, whatever you're celebrating, <sighs> you're enjoying your Dr. Pepper, obviously. You got the new year coming up here yep. in very short order. So we are excited got- to get to the new year. Excited to get to 2021 for sure. Yeah. And I got a new drink of choice. I mean, if I'm reaching for a soft drink, we all know, you know, a hard drink here. There's pretty good too. But if I'm reaching for a soft drink, it was Coca-Cola for the longest time, and now there's a new sponsor for my driver, the Dr. Pepper Number Twenty Three, uh, Twenty Three <laughs> Racing. This is a sponsor work. Is that what's happening yes, here? Yes. But you're not. I, you're not getting sponsored. He's getting I know, sponsored. He's, but I'm helping out his sponsor, Twenty Three Eleven Racing. Listen up. We, I, I'm a loyal Bubba Wallace fan. I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, so he switched from Coke to Dr. Pepper. Guess I have to switch too. I actually like Dr. Pepper more. So this actually kind of fits in my You like Dr. But... Pepper more than Coke? I'll, oh, yeah. That's another topic for another day because that's, I mean, I'm surprised. We talking we talk talk Coca Cola, Booger Sugar? What are we talking about here? <laughs> Coca Cola, not Coca Cola. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I like Coca Cola. You like regular, you like actual Coke, cocaine way more. You like the cocaine. <laughs> you like that yeah. way more than both. That's what I've learned. Never tried it, but heard that it's, uh, it just ruins lives and bank accounts. So, mm. oh that. yeah, I've heard that too. Um, well, yeah, we're not. Coke, Coke just makes you a little bit obese. I mean, I can deal with that. Well, kind of already, kind of already there. If you meet me, so. it's not a little bit. It's a lot, <laughs> and I'm drinking it right now. Um, all right, so let's talk about this. We have got our top five moments of 2020. Uh, they are NASCAR top 20 moments because we did this, and then we thought, wait, we should probably include other forms of racing. So you know what? If to do that briefly. I will say we had one of those moments very recently, Romain Grosjean walking out of that wreck uh, that mm-hmm. happened at Bahrain. That was a big moment, certainly, I would say. Uh, I would say Lewis Hamilton winning his, uh, whatever is his, eighth championship now? Seventh. Seventh, seventh championship? All right, so there you go. Yeah. Um, I would say from IndyCar, just having the Indy 500 again, that was that was a big moment for them, obviously getting that race in, even though it wasn't the same. It wasn't what we were all looking for or hoping for, but that was probably a good moment as well. Um, and I would say the race at Sebring for the sports cars, I thought that was a really good yeah. one for IMSA because that was a fun race, an exciting mm-hmm. race, a lot of good moments there. And uh, mm-hmm. you crowned a champion in all the divisions. You also saw some of the more famous automakers like Porsche, a couple of them bowing out and yeah. stepping away. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, big moments there all around uh, in the sport yeah. of motorsports. But these are our top five moments from NASCAR. Uh, so let's get into it. You ready to go? I'm ready. All right. Let's go. Let's do uh, number five. Our fifth moment of 2020 for NASCAR was the first race back. You know, yeah. Darlington being not your site that you typically think of for the start of a NASCAR season. And of course, it wasn't. There were a few races prior to uh, the sport shutting down, but they got back and I had to go look it up to double check it. They got back on May 17th. You know, a lot of the other sports did not get back to fully going until June or even July. Mm-hmm. And for NASCAR to be able to get back so quickly in May to do it safely and to put on sports when there really wasn't anything else on TV. No, it was it was a big deal for them to get back at Darlington and Kevin Harvick won that race. The real heroes 400 May 17th. Uh, he was able to pull off the victory there. But yeah, it was just 
didn't really matter who won. It was just great to see cars back on the track. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it was uh, for me, it was something where two months of not watching a sporting event other than Korean baseball. That was uh, something that was that was a little bit. And I didn't know how much I I I missed sports, you know, and I mean, because there's probably this year I've watched the most racing that I've ever watched, not just because of the podcast, but just because I'm thankful. I'm thankful that on Sundays you can or Saturdays or whenever it was on, you could turn on the TV and watch a race and be like, ha, I'm going it, to it's a, some normalcy and you're going to get back to it and you're going to be taking your kids there, your wife, your family, whoever, your friends. You're going to go back to the track soon. It ju- we just got to wait a little while longer and it was good to see it um, while it was while you know we could. It was good to see it you know on the track and or, or sorry, on the TV. And, and I really just look forward to those practice sessions, those those uh, for for F1 I'm talking about and then the uh, the racing for NASCAR. Um, it was just great to, to have that back. And it started with Darlington in May. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That was a, it was a tremendous deal just to be able to have the floor, you know, as a sports mm-hmm. fan and NASCAR fan, like how many times does NASCAR get the, well, yeah, that's fun, but Oh wait, I got my NFL thing going on. I'm gonna go watch that. Or, Oh, there's baseball. And I'm gonna go watch that. Like there's Who always that. Well, I get, I get the NFL, but baseball, uh, trust me, man, it happens. There's people. All I'm saying is it was nice for not that we wanted it from this circumstance, but it was interesting to see NASCAR have. All right, here it is. The world of sports is kind of looking to you to show that we can even do any of this. And then, of course, uh, to be able to eventually get back. Some people get back to the track. You obviously went to a race. So the fact that that was able to happen in 2020, it was a, a big deal. And a big part of it was NASCAR trying to take this seriously and get back as quickly as they could. So they did a very yeah. good job there. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was one of those things too. When I went to Bristol, uh, you know, I, we had some res- reservations because we were, you know, hesitant about the, the, I think I even had two tickets that I bought thinking, that, Oh, maybe I could take somebody with me, even Jonathan or whoever. And then the close we got to it, I was like, you know, I got to just go by myself because it's not safe for me to bring someone. that's not my wife. My wife can go cause we had to watch the kids. You know, so I snuck down there for an overnight trip and it was it was great to see live action racing. Um, And, you know, it makes me yearn for next year when we can go in a big old group and have a bunch of fun. Yeah, same here for sure. Uh, Our number four moment of the year. And this one is a little uh, maybe catching people by surprise, but the new schedule coming out in Mm. uh, in 2021, because I will say that was a big moment for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is the fact that it meant that there is another year beyond 2020 and we're moving on to it. And eventually we will get to see some of these other races again. And, and hopefully by that time we will be back at the track. So that is one that I think was a, a very big deal, but a very interesting schedule as we now have it, because you have, for example, the start of the season, Daytona 500, and then a back-to-back race Daytona road course, like, that's never happened that we've had Daytona. So really from the the month of February, it's just going to all be at Daytona because it starts off with the clash February yeah. 9th and it's going to go all the way through to February 21st is the road course. And it won't be until the last day of the year that they go to homesteads. So the entire month will be just spent in Florida, which is not unlike a lot of racing series that have done that over yeah. the years, but NASCAR will now do it. And I think that's uh, very interesting. Yeah. And, and and it's not like uh, you know, for all you people that thought, oh, they're doing away with speed weeks, 
Ha! <laughs> they're bringing it back <laughs> more than they're, ever. They're ampl- more than ever, uh, <laughs> minus these capacity rules. If they have, I think yeah. Florida is a wild, wild west. So I don't know what they got going on down there. But I'm sure there is some sort of capacity rules and hey, social man, distancing. You I tell hope. me if I can get that vaccine by February. I don't care what you got to put a barcode <laughs> on my forehead. I'll get me in there. I just want to go. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's get in Five hundred or the RC man. I'd love to see that. But that actually, that road course was a switch uh, with. Uh, the the uh, California, Montana. yeah, because California, yeah, because, because of their rules, not being able to put on sporting events, and they just and they said, you know what? Anyway, we're, I guess we've already had the final race at California. That's pretty uh, shocking. I right? mean, I think they're they're put. They said they're pushing back the detail. I mean, that's yeah. I'm looking at the schedule right now. I don't see it on the schedule. I, I mean, they're, they that gives it. them time to go ahead and start tearing that thing up and getting the new track ready. I mean, I think oh man, that might I be the they... last we've ever seen of California, buddy. I, that could be it. I don't know. I, I was just trying to go over that in my head, but I think yeah, that's the way that's, that's going. That's crazy. Um, that is crazy. Well, yeah. Um, but also, too, it didn't come without. I mean, we got. Well, we're, well let me back up. We're going to Coda, and all, I mean, we're going to Circuit of the Americas in the in the space outside of a terrible town called Austin, Texas, <laughs> where where nothing but cowards live there. People. That, <laughs> Flee California. There's probably lots of that. good people. There's lots of good people in Austin. We we uh, there have is a, one good person in Austin for you soccer fans. Hector Jimenez from the Columbus Crew just just we are with Austin FC. We are big Columbus so. Crew fans, and yes. we and and our team. They tried to steal our team and move it to Austin. Yeah, the owner of that team, Anthony Cowardly Precourt, ran to Austin. Yeah, well, he he's and, he's owns he now owns the Austin team that's there, but we yeah. kept our team. And then we won MLS Cup, so we yeah, just whatever. won the but Cup. But like, we'll just yeah. we'll just leave okay. it at that. So yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, it, for those four crossover fans that like soccer and racing, you're welcome. <laughs> um, really hitting all the demos today. That's right. Uh, but but you have everything from Coda to the dirt race is gonna it's gonna be in Bristol in March. Bristol dirt race. It's- Bristol dirt race. So you've got you've got Vegas, Phoenix, Atlanta, Bristol dirt, Martinsville. Uh, I mean, that's gonna be a very interesting and fun. Uh, I mean, they're literally in the month of February. They're all in Florida. They're going. In, they're Homestead, going. Like you said, back to the Nashville Super Speedway, which is not the mm-hmm. Nashville track we want to see them go to, but eventually they will go to the real Nashville track, the short track that we're all excited yeah. more about that than than the Speedway. But that's that's still cool. They're going back to the city, Nashville. That'll be good. Uh, Road yeah. America coming up on July Fourth weekend. What a that's a great place to hold a July Fourth race, right? Road America yeah. can't get better oh, yeah. than that. Um, I mean, so, nothing says America like slightly obese people and cheese. So <laughs> I think we're going to have plenty of that. Well, if I'm there, America. it won't be slightly obese. It'll just be morbidly <laughs> obese. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we've got we've got a ton of road courses. NASCAR is saying if you're ready for this sport, get ready for a lot more road courses. Get ready for a lot more uh, just of if, if there's tracks like Pocono, which they did this this year, but they're continuing it back-to-back at Pocono on the same weekend, Saturday, Sunday, doubleheader. Let's go. Let's. We're not going to do yeah. you know two weeks. We're going to go today and tomorrow, and let's get it done and get a couple races in. I think that's very cool. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just a neat way they're doing this this year, and I do think that's a big moment. And I think it'll prove to be bigger as the, as the years go on where we'll say, yeah, remember that year they added all the road courses? We're, that's going to be the new identity for NASCAR. I really think yep. now that they're going to go away from – Super speedways or short tracks, they're going to have all that too. But I think incorporating road courses, I am for that. And I think you're going to see that, especially yep. with the next-gen car. That'll become a bigger and bigger deal because those cars are more designed to do that. So uh, just very wait. cool stuff there. Just wait until you see them go on the street courses in about three to four years. 
there's going to be a street course race. <laughs> oh um, my! You, you're you're laughing. I can't wait. You're, no, you're I'm, talking I'm not about, laughing talking that about much. Market, you're talking about a market like Chicago that lost their track. You're talking about a market like Sparta, Kentucky. I'm teasing about that. You one. imagine if um, they put it on the Magnificent Mile? If they put the uh, the, the, the the Chicago yeah, down yeah. just to, yeah, I can and see may, that. Maybe I'm a little biased here, but there was once a great and grand race on the streets of Columbus and I think it would be a fantastic <laughs> place to hold one again. The Columbus uh, but look that up by the way and maybe we'll tweet it out. 1986. Columbus uh, the Columbus 500 look it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing and they ran sports cars the the IMSA series or whatever it was at the time. Uh, I think it was IMSA back then too. It yep. they ran here on the streets of Columbus, Ohio, our hometown. So oh, yeah. yeah. That's very yeah, cool, it was, but it was it was a true like city circuit. So yeah, bring the NASCAR guys in here. Let's do it. Um, yeah. our, our number three moment of 2020 is uh pretty, pretty easy, right? Chase Elliott wins it all. That mm-hmm. was a huge moment for the sport. And obviously NASCAR's favorite son for a lot of people, obviously Bill Elliott was the favorite driver for so many years and for Chase to not just win, but to win convincingly and to get up there and take it all down. That's a, that's a really cool moment for the sport. And I think it's, it's going to have long lasting implications, just like we were talking about that, with that schedule. Yeah. And for fans that maybe had felt robbed from not being able to go camp, even if they got the chance to go socially distance, sit at a racetrack and watch racing, they didn't get the practice sessions. They didn't get the feeder series, all that, all those tickets to watch all those events. They didn't get the camping experience, but the, what they did get is they got to see Chase Elliott win. And for a lot of fans, uh, we even have an uncle who sat out of NASCAR for a better part of a decade. But once Chase came back, he started watching the trucks nationwide and now, or Xfinity, I should say. And now he's been a big cup fan. So it's, it's one of those things that I think a lot of fans have uh, as taken joy in the fact that the most popular driver in NASCAR won the championship this year. And remember, it all started at that first race in Darlington when he gave the double bird to Kyle Busch for wrecking him. <laughs> yeah, so, that was a big moment for sure. So, that was a lot of fun. So, so Denny Hamlin, I know he's your teammate, but to get off the schneid, you got to get wrecked by Kyle Busch and give him the bird at, at the next race <laughs> after Daytona. Homestead, I'm calling it. You do that, I'll put money on you. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so our final two moments in our top five moments of 2020 for NASCAR, uh, we actually are going to have a tie here. And I think these, if you followed the sport at all, you'll, you'll instantly recognize these two moments. The first one we're going to give is Ryan Newman walking out of the hospital that that picture of him with his daughters being able to walk after that horrific wreck at Daytona um where you know his car flipped up in the air he got hit by Corey LaJoy not not Corey LaJoy's fault that's just where he was uh but obviously the scenes at Daytona little did we know we thought that that looked like a tragic situation it looked like a situation where we lost another race car driver and that moment to be able to then a few you know a few weeks later see him or wasn't even a few days it was that week i want to say it was a few days yeah yeah where he walked out of the hospital that was just such a a moving moment we had no idea how much 2020 would be weird after that but that moment was truly something that i think gave us all as nascar fans a lot of hope and i know for me at least you know I, i i became i've always been a ryan newman fan but I think we all became bigger Ryan Newman fans that day. Mm-hmm. And, and interestingly enough, that was the last event that I watched at a sports bar because it was on a Monday. I left my office, uh, the, the job I had before I got laid off with COVID and started the fun of 2020, right? Yeah. Um, but there was a sports bar on the way home. And I met someone for some other 
uh, endeavor that I had going on, just a, a sports writing thing I had for a little bit. And the, the race was on. So I sat around and watched the race after that meeting. And the only other people at the bar that were watching it were cheering at every wreck. So after about a minute, after a wreck or two of that, uh, there was a wreck that was, I think, led up to that last restart. That was like a long red flag. Yeah. I decided to go in the car. So I was actually listening on MRN. And it, the the voice, the way they talked, they, it sounded like Ryan Newman was dead. I, I remember getting through the door and I met, my wife was going to watch the race with me. And I said, hey, don't watch the last part. Uh, honestly, let's not even watch it because he's we lost Ryan Newman. Yeah, I, I was right. almost convinced of that just the way it was. So listen, I think a radio, lot of people were after that. I mean, you yeah. had I it's one of those things where you just don't see them put up. They put barricades up or, or banners, you know, kind of to protect and mm-hmm. keep people from seeing what was going on. I think everyone feared the worst there. And it was which is weird. Have you ever seen those? No, I've, I've never, never seen I didn't them. know those, those even like, were a thing for those to be like brought out so quick. Like I've seen it for like, you know, like investigations after accidents where they're like, they'll like, you know, build something up or like you know maybe put a tarp over a car like i've seen those like kind of makeshift things but never like hey let's take those uh those those infield tv screens that look like projector screens and put them on rollers so we can put them out in the yeah grant in the, in the track if we get a wreck so it was really odd yeah and of Just course part of newman was glad he was safe part of what saved his life was the newman bar which is mm-hmm. something that had been put in place that he had helped push for because you know of previous accidents and and he wanted to make sure that you know he and all the other drivers were safe out there, so it, it ended up being part of the reason that he is still with us today. So, yeah, testament to NASCAR he, and their, the way they build those race cars that he was able to survive that for sure. Yeah, it's an accident he had at Talladega, I believe, mm-hmm. that caused uh, him to say, "Hey, NASCAR, if you put a bar right here, maybe I wouldn't have been almost dead." Yeah, uh, right. From like the wreck in 2011 or 2012, whenever that was. So yeah. it's crazy how had that happened to some guy who didn't have an engineering degree. We might have lost Ryan Newman because true enough. Yeah, because he you know, he looked at it from that standpoint and said, This is what yeah. we can do. Um yeah. the other the other moment that's gonna be a tie for us with the number one moment of uh twenty twenty is obviously the the movement within NASCAR to become more inclusive and more open. Uh and the way that Bubba Wallace uh, you know, rose to the forefront there. Obviously a a, a big time of turmoil in our country, a lot of social justice initiatives going on, uh people marching trying to protest police brutality, among other things, racial injustice in our country. These are important issues. They're issues that sometimes sports figures shy away from. Uh, mm-hmm. Bubba Wallace did not have that option as the only black driver in NASCAR. I'm sure he felt some kind of obligation to speak about it, but I'm sure he also felt pressure to not be, air quotes, you know, that guy that takes everything mm-hmm. to a political side. So... I know a lot of people got mad at him, but I think he brought so many more people into the sport than the people who say they lost. Oh, you'll never, I'm never watching NASCAR again. And then every week they complain about it, even though they're not watching it anymore and they haven't been watching it for years. Bubba Wallace, I think the way he handled that situation and, and I think stood firm, stood strong and said what needed to be said, but also didn't try to do any more than what was necessary at the time and, and didn't Mm -hmm. try to, didn't try to turn the sport into some political vehicle for himself or anything else. He's a race car driver, but he took a moment there where someone needed to lead and he didn't shy away from it. And I was very impressed with how he handled everything this year, given the pressure that was on him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we all know what the storyline was with, with multiple multi facets of that. And I mean, for him to have the boldness to do what 
he felt was right and what 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 is right and what's going to be looked back on the history books i mean he could win 10 races and he'll he won't be remembered for the 10 races he'll be remembered for uh the this this moment and where he essentially not just put his humanity on the line for all to see but i mean he legitimately put his career on the line yeah and yeah you're right a lot of people don't realize that and because logic prior to this event would have said oh my gosh look at colin kaepernick look at anyone else who stood up for a, a movement that that is protecting you know and speaking for minority people man you just shot yourself in the foot i agree with you but oh my gosh dude you're going to be like, well, how many times have we heard, we've like, heard that from job. people that we know when we say yeah. something on social media, like, oh man, why are you getting political? Let alone for him where he's got yeah. corporate yeah. sponsors, millions of dollars, uh, uh, employees, you know, 30, 40, 50 people that work on these race cars. There's a yeah. lot of pressure to do the, you know, to, to be on the right part of it the whole way through yeah. and kudos go to, you know, RPM and, and everyone around him in NASCAR who supported him and gave him that voice. Yeah. Or, you know, gave him the space to have his voice. But mm-hmm. you're right. He he absolutely put his career on the line. People think you do yeah. this for publicity. That's not usually how it goes. Ask Colin Kaepernick. No. It, it exactly. took his career away from him, and he's not the only one who's lost it because they've they've spoken out. So for Bubba to do yeah. that, you're right. It took a lot of courage. Well, and think about this. I want to also give a shout out to the partners. Uh, well, well, let me circle back to this too. At the, when Bubba took this step, he did not have Columbia. He did not have DoorDash. He did not have Dr. Pepper. He did not have um, various other groups that have gone on board. I believe Root Insurance is his latest Root Insurance uh, yeah. sponsor. So there have been a lot of people who, a lot of businesses, who's boardrooms, who have said, "Hey, we want to be a part of what this guy's doing." And I think that is something that has been has been refreshing to see from a sponsorship side. That no longer do you have to stay silent, and no longer do you have to sit there and go, "Oh, yep, buddy, with the stars and bars, yep, this is making me feel super uncomfortable." But yep, I uh, yep, you have your right to no. He he challenged that and is actually being rewarded with now a. I mean, there's Michael Jordan, the greatest athlete potentially <laughs> in the history of humanity, has now joined NASCAR because of Bubba Wallace having you, you the balls can, to you say. You can what he's absolutely saying. not. You cannot say that Bubba Wallace is a negative for the sport. Anyone who no. thinks that has clearly not followed this situation. And you know what? You're exactly right. A lot of drivers have said it before that they don't like these things. They don't like the flags being at the track. Bubba was the one who said, they asked him, what would you like to see next? I think he was on a CNN interview. Okay, well, NASCAR said they stand up for inclusivity. They're going to have a Black Lives Matter car. He drove it to an 11th place finish at Martinsville. And they said, what would you like to see next? He said, I'll tell you what, we really need to look at that Confederate flag. I think that's just got to go. And then the sport listened and and responded. Three days later, (sighs) they took it out. So. And, and that's also, been and it's, also and it's a 30 out. years too late, by the way. But yeah. Yeah. how many people have hinted at it, towed at it, said, oh, we probably mm-hmm. should do something about that. Bubba was the first one who looked the camera dead in the eye and said, get that out of our sport. And it yeah. NASCAR listened. So, yeah. And, and I want to give a shout out to the partners. So NASCAR, Michael Jordan would not be in the sport if it wasn't for NASCAR listening to Bubba Wallace. Bubba yeah, Wallace right. would not be. Bubba Wallace would still be at RPM or maybe out of a contract at RPM, potentially. Um, had it not been for NASCAR listening and, and adopting this, uh, this, this, this mindset and this uh, being on the right side of history. To your point, also- for people who haven't followed NASCAR, it is not untold of in the past for a NASCAR leadership to sidle up to a car in the garage and say, hey, buddy, I know what you're saying there, but you got to tone it down. We, we don't need that around here. Like they yeah. did not do that and good for NASCAR. Good for yep. them for not doing that. And also good for Richard Petty. 
yep. for being a leader mm. who came from a generation that, yeah, I mean, the stories have been said that he would give Wendell Scott old race car parts to make sure that his cars would run. And, but he was part of that NASCAR old guard that, sure. you know, whether, whether he silently was a part of it or actively, I believe he is a good man who was not actively a racist, but that culture was very much just like, Oh, well, sorry about your luck there, Wendell. And, you know, like it wasn't really an inviting atmosphere. So for him to do a 180 from even what he said a few years ago, when if someone didn't stand for the flag, he'd fire him. Yeah. And, and his now- driver is the one who he's got his <laughs> arm around. He flew in during COVID yeah. with a yeah. with a very not safe 43 neck gator mask, which I'm sure didn't really do much because it's one layer and stuff. But but he did. He, yes, he, he, came- he flew in because because of everything that happened because of the new situation in, in Alabama, which ended up thankfully not being a hate crime, but it all pointed to signs of a hate crime, especially with the parade of, of douchebags out in the, uh, the, the Talladega Boulevard outside the speedway. Right. I mean, it, everything pointed to that. And for Richard Petty to say, Hey, uh, you know, this is my car and on my car, I got my driver and my driver's bubble wall. So I'm gonna stand with him. And I know yeah. I'm doing a terrible Richard Petty impersonation, no, it, but it, it, I'm it very, I'm on. very pleased that he had the balls to do it himself. So we can't, can't say Bubba Wallace had the balls and not say Richard Petty and Andrew Merstein, the other partner there, yeah. didn't have the balls either because they did. And they did. And I think they've it's it's been a win win for everybody because they have one of the best uh, available drivers in Eric Jones that's joined RPM. Where I don't think he would have joined their t- their team two years ago. They'd been sure. picking at the scraps of the Joey Gases and the and, and the uh, you know Michael Annette kind of type drivers. Now they have a, a really class you know driver who won a race this year. Yeah, that's coming to their organization. So I think it's going to be good for everybody. I think you're right too. Um, and I think that's an important note to just kind of to bring there is that Richard Petty has as much privilege as you can have. If I know people bristle at that word, but in NASCAR, he's one of the most famous drivers ever, not in mm-hmm. NASCAR in the world. And, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of power still, even in his you know older age and his team is not what it used to be for him to then say, I'm throwing my power and what I have in this sport behind this guy and not against this guy that is that is something that everyone has to make a choice of every day. Are you going to stand against the evil in our world and stand up for people who are fighting it? Or are you just going to sit back and say, well, let what happens, happens. Richard Petty chose not to do that. He stood to do the right thing, and we applaud him for that. And, of course, we applaud Bubba Wallace as well. Real quick, we gotta, we're short on time today, unfortunately, but I'll give you this. A few honorable mentions that I didn't think of when we were coming up with our list, Derek, but I want to see what you think, okay? Just a couple quick moments. Jimmy Johnson retiring. Seven-time mm-hmm. champion, raced his last race in NASCAR, as far as we know, but also simultaneously announced he's heading to IndyCar. That, yep. that is a pretty big moment that you're going to get to see him there. Uh, Cole Custer getting his first win. Tremendous. What a race mm-hmm. that was at Kentucky. Good way to sadly send that track on its uh, on its lonely way, but yeah. that was quite a send-off there in Kentucky with Cole Custer. Four wide for that finish. <sighs> what a Yes, an amazing, Unreal. amazing finish. That's uh, the best finish at Kentucky Motor Speedway's history, maybe outside the Bush Brothers. Yeah. And yeah. no one was there to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's too bad, yeah, right? Pretty bad. Um, one other moment that I think we, we didn't talk a ton about, because I think it happened slightly before uh, when we were on, but Chase Briscoe, that young man had a year where he truly turned his career around. And the win he had just days after him and his wife found out they had lost their uh, mm-hmm. unborn child. That is that is truly something that will forever stick with, I think, any NASCAR fan that was mm-hmm. paying attention to that moment. Uh, truly touching yeah. for, for a lot of the audience and a lot of people who have 
watched NASCAR over the years. So it, yeah. it is something that uh, I think is just that moment where he just kneeled down next to his car and, and broke down. It was it was something I don't think any of us will ever forget. And and if you think about it too, and a lot of people give Kyle Busch the black hat in NASCAR, rightfully so, but him and Samantha Bush have had their struggles with child conception and, and bearing a yeah. child. Right. So his family was very supportive. And that was the driver that Chase Briscoe beat. He didn't just beat another Xfinity regular. He beat one of the best ever to hop into a NASCAR Cup Series and probably and the best Xfinity driver, I would say, in history and and spanked him at Darlington, one of the toughest tracks. Yeah. So Chase Briscoe showed to the entire world and that set him off on a what seven, eight win uh, win streak this year and not win streak, but win total. It, it set off that he he was the real deal and he's going to cup yeah, uh, because yeah, of that. Yeah, he, he had a he had a a career defining year through probably some of the toughest personal tragedy any person can go through. So yeah. Chase Briscoe, uh, our hats off to you as well. And so happy for him and, and his, and his family. Um, and even though you just mentioned some really nice things about him, I'll say personally, one of my top moments of the year was watching <laughs> Kyle Busch get eliminated at the Roval. <laughs> I, sorry, Kyle Busch fans. I did. Come on. He's, he's had like a streak of getting to the top four over the last like five years or whatever it was. I enjoyed it. Just one year where Kyle Busch wasn't a factor. Hey, next yeah. year, guess what? I'm sure he will be. Uh, so we'll we'll let you end with that. But uh, thank you guys again for an awesome 2020. We appreciate all of you who have found the podcast. If you've enjoyed it, I hope you can maybe make it a New Year's resolution to share it. Maybe the next time we post an episode, share the uh, Twitter links You know, we send out. And of course, you can also make sure you subscribe as well. If you're just listening for the first time, hit the subscribe button on whatever you're listening to and make sure you get these podcasts every week. Last thing I'll say, at Stagger Podcast on Twitter, hit us up with your top moments of 2020 and maybe some of the things you're looking forward to in 2021. Our next episode, we will take a look at where the landscape sits for 2021. Get you started up. The new seasons of NASCAR, IndyCar, IMSA, and so much more are going to be kicking off before you know it. So we will be talking about those in our next episode, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in 2021? And apparently, too, we're an F1 podcast now, so you might be hearing some of that. <laughs> yeah, you might be hearing some of that coming out. We the might talk well. some. We might talk some F1 too. You never know. So throw those in as well. Hey, Sergio Perez just joined with Red Bull. So mm. oh, and, that. And, and we have to talk about the Haas F1 team at some point because problems, problems afoot, but. Maybe they'll sort them out by the time this podcast airs. Like, what did Gunther Steiner say? We look like a bunch of wankers out here. <laughs> <laughs> look like a bunch of wankers. That's right. Yeah. That is. Uh, we'll leave you with that. That's our final thought for 2020. Until next year, thank you so much for listening. And uh, until 2021, stay safe and stay staggered.